Amy, on this podcast, we try to always offer useful takeaways. And if you learn nothing else from us, learn this useful parenting lesson by Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 are the ultimate parent hack, the best diaper to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. Instead of ordinary diaper tabs, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your wild child. Pampers Cruisers 360 makes it so easy to change your baby. Who probably doesn't stop moving just because they need a diaper changed? Just slide on to apply and away they go. And fear not, parents. Pampers Cruisers 360 offers an up to 100% leak-free fit. And they just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we say more? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. I am an insanely messy human being. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. Um, well, I'll tell you what, like a closed door is an amazing thing. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas. Starting with chaos breeds more chaos. So you don't have to. There's going to be a fight. It's going to be fight night. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And this week we're going to talk about whether messy matters. I'm team messy doesn't matter. Please God let all the research show that it doesn't. Okay. This is going to be, there's going to be a fight. It's going to be fight night. We're going to play the game fight over this topic. I'm going to win. But before we start, we wanted to request that if you haven't given us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts yet, guys, that you please do so. Who hasn't given us a rating on Apple Podcasts? Come on, people. It's kind of the most important thing. It's the most important thing that you could do for us as a podcast. So when you wake up in the morning and you say to yourself, what is the most important thing I can do today for Amy and Margaret? (laughs) This is the answer. Okay, guys? But I don't know how to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, did you think that Amy hadn't written you out 96 step instructions? You (laughs) were wrong. Just go to our website, whatfreshoutpodcast.com, and in the right column, there's a cute little pair of earbuds and you click on that and it's disgustingly specific instructions okay guys go do From your that. laptop Come or your on. phone do us a solid okay. people back to whether messy matters so yeah i, I think messy matters and you think well it i mean huh? you my guess is are not a messy person i am not a messy person and it's interesting as i was doing the research for this episode like i i was trying to separate it out like messy yes messy matters to me does it matter should it matter to me for my kids I asked my daughter about this. So I'm, I've been interviewing my kids about our topics because I get some <laughs> pre-interviews, great, pre-interviews, great insights. I pre-interview and I asked my nine-year-old, does messy matter? Does it matter if you have a messy house? And she said, yes, because if it's too messy, then you'll be embarrassed to have people over. Well, I, said, I mean, well, that's I actually true. That. Like, I definitely know people. I grew up in a pristinely clean house that to me involved some external observation on my part that we might all be happier if the house was a little messier. But I grew up in a completely clean house all the time. It was always pristinely clean. I am an insanely messy human being. Disorganized, messy. So in college with my roommates, we had a breakdown at a certain point that messy, there were two kinds of messy, clutter messy and food messy. And that food messy is disgusting and that clutter messy is okay. (laughs) That like pot of half-eaten pasta under your bed, disgusting, kind of looks like a tornado came through, not that bad. I have a friend, Guy, house full of guys at college, um, and their kitchen, nobody ever wanted to clean the kitchen. It got so disgusting, their kitchen, that they nailed plywood over the door and just nobody went in the kitchen for the rest of the year. I mean, depending on your level of (laughs) disgustingness, I could totally top that, which is that my friend lived down in Alphabet City in New York City, and they were like, oh, the kitchen smells so bad, we don't want to go in. And then they realized like seven weeks later that there was a dead rat in the sink, and that's why it smelled (gasps) so bad. In the sink? Yeah, like it had drowned in in the soapy water. Okay, so that's messy. That's like apex messy. 
I'm not that That's, messy. I have never had a dead no, we're rat talking in my about, sink. We're talking about, un, yeah, if, if your house is filthy, you need to clean it. And if you're a hoarder, you need professional counseling. Right. But so we're, we're talking stepping about, back a few levels from that level of mess. But I would say variety, on a scale untidy. of 1 to 10, I'm saying like hoarder is a 15, dead rat in the sink is like a 13. So like 1 to 10 <laughs> regular normal people, I'm like an 8. <laughs> in fact, Amy and I just recently, I mean, it, people may people always ask like, oh, do we record together? We don't. Amy lives in New York City. I live in outside of the city. And um, so we don't actually spend that much time together in person. And we recently right. shared a hotel room at a conference. We were at the Mom 2.0 conference and we were sharing a hotel room. And I was like so conscientious of being neat the entire time. Like I was like, you were really I was waking neat. up early and like folding up my clothes and being really paranoid <laughs> about it because I knew that you would judge me if the room was messy because I knew you're really neat. Was I like stressfully? No, um, it's more orderly. It's more of a projection. Like I, I have a lot of thoughts on this topic of being messy and having messy children, having been a messy kid and having it been like a, a sort of a big issue in my childhood. And I have great messiness shame. Like I, I don't want to be messy and I find being messy very upsetting, like personally upsetting. And yet I am messy and disorganized. And so when I'm around neat people, I get very like hyper, like, oh my God, I don't want them to know my terrible secret that I'm a messy person. And so I like get overly clean, but it's kind of stressful. Mm. If I was mm-hmm. living in my natural environment, that hotel room would have been like a horror show. I take off all my clothes at night and I leave them on the floor. And then after three or four days, I pick them up. But I mean, I throw them over a chair, but I mean, I do do that too. I have the running, I have the running pile because honestly, once you clean the house, I feel like the, the cobbler's children have no shoes. My, my, my pile of clothes on my chair in my room is always considerable because once I clean up the rest of the house, my, uh. My husband's in bed already, so I can't put my clothes on. Now, are your three children messier or neat? Uh, Okay, so my daughter is so neat. A mom recently stopped me in the hallway at school watching her go through her accordion folder and put her spelling papers in her spelling section and her social studies map and her social studies section and was sort of like, is she for real? Because I have a seventh grader and she doesn't do anything like that. I'm like, oh, no, no, she's for real. She is tidy to a not a hair out of place. Although her American Girl doll stuff, she's obsessed with American Girl dolls. They're everywhere. Her room, she likes to set up what she calls scenes. Sort Uh-oh. of Actress's vignettes daughter. for her yeah. dolls. And it's very, she's very creative about it because she'll be like, today they're having a volleyball game and can you please help me make a sign on the computer that says volleyball game 2 p.m. and she'll glue it to a piece of cardboard. And um, she she will use like a piece from this set and a piece from that set because part of me wants to once a month go through and be like, okay, American girl, like, let's start over. All the circus pieces go with the circus. All the state fair pieces go with the state fair. But what I've realized over time is how she wants to play with them is in a much more a little bit of this and a little bit of that and some glitter glue from downstairs way. And so we have to allow the that mess to occur. Laura Vanderkam, who we've talked about her on this podcast before, she um, – she wrote the book, 168 Hours, You Have More Time Than You Think You Do. Okay. She's all about like using your like 30 seconds in the elevator too <laughs> wisely, right? She's, <laughs> she's a time management for kids. But she, she wrote an article sort of advocating for some mess. And you wouldn't think that a person who's all about structure, structure, structure would be say that mess. you should let your kids be messy. But she was. So she said that the, the point of that is so many toys are so scripted these days. Like the Lego set is to build one thing, right? Right. And so, if you're the kind of if you're the kind of parent who was like, you can't play with the kitchen until you put away the Bob the Builder right. set. That you're that's, stifling that's, creativity. They're stifling that, right? And the kids need to play creatively. And the way they play creatively is that the dinosaur guys are going on the train set today because it's going to be a party. Right. What, right. That, that, that's how kids right. play. It's toy and Story. We should yeah. Let them play that way. So, so I have in, in the case of my daughter. She has areas of the house, and her room Her room is now full of these scenes that she set up, and now she has an enormous, um, she took a cardboard box and made an enormous stable for a horse, 
and has like has decoration like she drew like blue ribbons on the walls and stuff and it's sort of tucked in a corner of our living room it's in the middle of our house but it's in a corner of the living room where like you can't see it from does the that make you hyperventilate that, it, that it's there no because i have figured out like okay it's tucked around if we have a party yeah i'll put it away but we never have parties so it's it's kind of tucked around a corner where i i can't see it from every viewpoint of the house and so as long as it like has a little spot where it goes I'm actually so okay going back to um, our expert there, what's her name? Laura Vanderkamp. Laura Vanderkamp. Yeah, the magic in a messy playroom. It's called. I'll put Often it on you the, uh, cite notes. expert stuff, and I'm like, expert. That is the least She's of my expert. problems. <laughs> that is the least of my problems. Like, if the problem is that the kids have two different playthings out at the same time, that's not even making my list of problems. My problem. <laughs> this is my question. I feel like this would be a good Facebook question. So, guys, facebook.com forward slash what fresh hell. I'm putting this question up. Someone stops by your house unexpectedly at 11 a.m. and you have to invite them in. It's 11 a.m. on a random Tuesday. What does your house look like? Yours is yours is clean. Mine has a lot of crap in the front hall, like the like the front hall. Like everybody comes in and just throws it all in the front hall. So they would, they would, and I have the kind of a weird situation where we have an we have an apartment building and the elevator opens. You get off the elevator and you're in our front hall. There's no sort of front door. Right. The elevator is our front door. And so you walk off right into our house and every like dog leash and soccer ball is right there. And so I think I would, as you were getting off the elevator, like bow and scrape and try to clean up the front hall right then. And then, but then <laughs> the rest of the house like Beds it. are made. Like if I go up into the kids' rooms... Beds aren't made, and I want to. We'll circle beds back to that. Bed, I don't. I don't care about beds. I don't care about mess this, that I can close is, the door. As I become at. a mom, this obsesses me. This idea that I constantly, in the course of being a mom, is like, oh, here's the form you needed for soccer, or here's the twenty dollars I had to give you for the Cub Scout registration, whatever. I'm constantly driving around town and stopping by random people's houses at ten o'clock in the morning. And occasionally they let me in <laughs> to test and I'm constantly theory. shrieking at them like, why is your house so clean? It's 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning. You were not expecting me. Like, I, I just can't believe that anybody's house, although the house I grew up in was like that, it, nothing was ever out of place. It was very clean. But I, it's constantly, I am now constantly like shrieking, like, the babysitter is coming. We have to at least put like the couch cushions back on. My house is like couch cushions everywhere, dirty dishes in the sink. I mean, a million homework slash art projects. Every day those backpacks, those school backpacks come in. And that's right. the other thing right now. It's like the, everything that comes into my house is just barfing crap all over my living room and dining room. <laughs> right. Like the backpacks are just like gaping, barfing mouths of paper, like shooting in every direction that are like... Uh, there's a movie night at the rec center and tomorrow is tie-dye day and don't forget it's field day and we need volunteers. Like 9,000, you open those backpacks and 9,000 pieces of paper shoot in every direction and I'm just like, okay, we have to burn the house down now because I'm never going to clean it. (laughs) And you can't throw any of those pieces of paper away because the one piece of paper, last night we had a stage four meltdown in the house because my 12 year old was missing a piece of paper that was like smaller than a cell phone it was a little it was a cartoon character it was henry from oswald and he had to he had to render it much bigger on like a big sheet of graph paper render it you know 10 times its size this teeny little piece of paper that he had put somewhere where who knows it was missing and it was everybody else's fault, of course, that he couldn't find that. We turned the house upside down, and we and we did find it. But I was while he was looking for it. Of course, I was sweating. Like chances were good, I had thrown it away. It just was like one of the hundred thousand pieces of right, paper that come into our house every day. But, but you we have a multi-step in. system that's like it goes into a holding <laughs> area for a while for just that reason. Like there's always boxes. I definitely I live under the misconception that with enough decorative boxes from Target, I can solve the problem. Like, and I, I every couple of months, I'm like, I've got to go to Target and get more, get boxes, more boxes with bows on them. Because that, so, I, I'm sure if I just have enough of them, I can be back the mess. But one of our decorative boxes serves the purpose of, it is the repository for papers that seem completely useless, but I do not yet feel comfortable throwing away. But maybe crucial. Yeah, so they live so in there for at least a month before they get moved over to the recycling. And yet still, I'm sure I would have thrown away the 
your kid's piece of paper. My my husband likes to like take his pockets out. Like, men don't have purses. They should, but they don't, right? And so they have pockets full of whatever. So my husband will um, come home and on, on the dresser in our bedroom, we'll just put coins and money and some some index card i mean a business card i mean that he may or may not need right. in two years uh just like you, you know everything just nonsense collar stays whatever and it's all over our dresser is your husband john draper him. yes okay. yes because he wears collar Very stays. Loose. i'm like uh, shocked he, by those two words he does wear collar stays um so anyway for his uh birthday last year i get him a box i get him a nice you know target box so he can I'm like this is where that stuff's gonna go when you instead of leaving it all over the top of the dresser just put it in the box and then if i don't have to look at it i don't care but here's what happened after about six months the box was full and so we started putting the loose stuff on top of the box mm. and because so that's the problem with those boxes mind. eventually eventually you got to go through the box but I'm, i found I'm our house user. speaking of the box system the degree of difficulty was seriously upped we moved from los angeles where we were in a ranch house so it was i mean it was a 900 square foot house so in some ways it was easier to keep clean because if you didn't keep clean you drowned really quickly like when you're in a really small house you if you don't really work on keeping stuff organized it, it it's you drowned then when we moved to new york we got a two-story house and mm. that became a whole different kind of a challenge to stop me from going up and down the stairs 800 times a day. And so, again, I turned to the decorative baskets. And so there's a decorative basket at the bottom of the stairs, stuff that belongs upstairs. Yes. And the theory is at the end of the night, one of the children will take said basket and bring it upstairs. That never we. I don't even have a basket. There's just always stuff on the stairs, stuff to go up and stuff to come down. But... Uh... It yeah, my <laughs> never mom, happens. oh, notoriously, like, if you, I mean, my mom was very neat, and if you put anything down in the house, two seconds later, it's on the staircase. Like, if you take your shoes off, it's on the stairs. Like, it's the sign that you have done something wrong. And my my uh, sister-in-law, my brother's wife, is a stair user as well. Like, I've definitely noticed it at her house, if I take my shoes off, like, they're on the stairs. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, it's second generation. Like, that it is, definitely that is, is the symbol of, like, you have left something where it doesn't belong. It's going I definitely, I definitely don't yell, but talk in a very emphatically loud voice about about like don't go up the stairs without something in your hand because they will walk oh by. God. There is I guess no any decorative. I feel like there's a lot of lids. like um, wait till your father gets home or like because I said so like mom phrases like oh I never thought I'd say this thing my mom used to say but don't go up the stairs without something in your hands should get a, a, at least a participation trophy because like that's a great phrase that my mom used to use all the time. I mean, you do you do need to reset once in a while. I felt like I, when my kids were smaller, I mean, you know, the playroom is just a entropy chaos, but I, I would sort of once a month on a rainy Sunday, we would, we put the horses back with the horses and the dinosaurs back with the dinosaurs because I did feel like they played better and for longer um, I got I got more free time out of it in the end if they knew where their stuff oh, that's was. That's absolutely true. And now that I have kids who are homework age, there is something about doing homework in a clean room that makes a big difference. Like the the fact that like we for my third grader, because third graders have an insane amount of homework, which we've already <laughs> talked about on a different podcast. But like he is so much rather than doing the homework at the table that's covered in a million papers and like the jug of milk that might still be there from the morning, like all the craziness. He goes up to his like clean desk where he has sharp pencils and sits down and works. And it is clearly a better environment to be working in. And yes, the playroom is much, much better when you can go in and everything's where it is, as opposed to every tub is like a Barbie head, nine trucks, three magnetiles like a broken crayon 18 broken crayons and then like a batman with one leg like that's how our playroom that's the default state and it's definitely much more fun to go in and be like oh i can grab some dinosaurs and then i can grab some superheroes and then 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 but oh it just all falls back so fast I'm kind of a purger, and I like purging things. David Sedaris wrote an essay, actually, about moving and how he kind of secretly adored moving because you get to touch each thing in your house. Do I still want this? Do I really want this? To do that sort of Konmari thing. Uh, I, I am a great throwaway, thrower away. Okay, I will Batman say that that is something I've changed in my life, and it has improved my life. I throw 
everything away. <laughs> I pick up the kids' art when it comes home. So I still have a, a preschooler. So we're still getting like 10 pieces of art a week. Yeah. And even my elementary school kids bring home a ton of art. Even, I will say, the like ceramic pots and like all that stuff. I, oh, I open the backpack. I take a long and cherishing look at the ceramic pot, and then I you put it directly it in service? the garbage can. Wow. When That's I, everything must boss. go. I don't save anything. The heaviness and that feeling of like closets full of like the baby outfit, the special, you know, quilt that Aunt Joan made us. And I don't throw stuff that's like treasures away. I find like organizations that are really in need of stuff and I make a special trip and I'm like, here's these beautiful things that you should have. But I do not keep anything. I, I, I'm so, I have changed my life by getting rid of all of that stuff. There was an article in Apartment Therapy called The Dirty Little Secrets of Tidy Families. Uh, Allison Gerber wrote it, and she that was sort of her number one takeaway, that neat families have less Oh, Allison Gerber, you are a genius. Yeah. It's true. Get rid of your stuff. And, and the, the saving, I mean, there are people who can live that way. And that's, and, and I think a lot of people can live. Like my mother-in-law's house, the way her kitchen operates is like she has like two things that have to be moved to get to the other thing. Like if you want to use the toaster, it's like you have to take out a crock pot, put it on the counter, take out something else, put it here. And then she puts those two things away, uses the toaster and then puts it all back together. Like it's a (laughs) constant like Jenga puzzle, but she functions so easily in that environment. Like that's exactly, and you know, the way her kitchen's laid out, she has everything she wants. She knows exactly where it is. If my kitchen was like that, it would look like, a junkyard after 10 seconds because if I take out two things to use the third thing, all three things are out for the day. Right. Like I do not have the operating system that allows me to have extra things. I have a good tip for oh, that. Lay it on me. Gretchen Rubin. Um, she said this like 10 years ago and, it, and it's it's the one minute Gretchen rule. Rubin, if you don't know her, is happiness, right? Happiness, happiness yeah. project, right. Um, and she has a new book coming out about the four, the four tendencies, which I look forward to reading. So she's all about sort of hacking your life to make it happier and more productive. So actually, she, there's two things I'd like to say about Gretchen Rubin. I have a agree and a disagree, but I'm going to start with the okay. agree. Let's keep the, it positive. <laughs> the one minute rule, that if something takes less than a minute to do, just do it. So if it would take less than a minute to just hang, go hang up the dog leash on the hook, then go hang it up. If it would take less than a minute to check RSVP, yes, attending, and stick that in an envelope, do it. Do it. Anything that takes less than a minute, do it now instead that's of your putting it aside to do later. I agree with mm. that. It, well, let's put it this way. It's helped me significantly with managing stuff in my house. I would just say the problem that I have with those things is not the fact that it takes a minute. It's just you don't it's do it. It's just, I just don't like, do it. It's not, if, if it yeah. takes less than a minute, you, you're, it's much better to just do it than to like, oh, I have to. I have to but maybe the idea that it would only take here. a minute, that's why you do it, would help you out. All yeah. right, I'm on the fence, Gretchen. I'm on the fence. It's I like that one. But but here's here's a here's a disagree. And she's got, you know, research behind her, but still I'm like, I don't care. She says that there's one thing that you can do to make your life happier. I know it. And, and I people agree. People do it. Make your bed. I, she changed my life. I make my bed. Oh my god, I totally don't make my bed. Okay, wait a minute. I'm I'm neat and I don't make my bed. All right, we have to we have to unpack she's this. She's absolutely right. Like Okay, talk me, convince me. The problem with mess is that, like a lot of things, we've talked about it with like yelling, spanking, um, uh, being mean to your husband, like doing, doing the thing breeds the thing, right? And so for my life, starting with chaos breeds more chaos. So yeah. I walk into my room and also in a totally slightly brief tangent – my husband and I have a lot of trouble sharing bedding and it was a lot of, we could do a whole <laughs> podcast about this, like how I saved my marriage by getting two entirely different sets of bedding on the same bed. So our bed is particularly chaotic because there's like not, you know, nine pieces of bedding okay, total. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I read that thing about making your bed and 
It's just that then you get up. If you can get up, put your feet on the floor and just put the bed back together, it's like we're going to fight chaos today. We're not going to start on the note of chaos because then I go to the bathroom and I come back out and the first thing I see is like there's something about a messy bed that is visually so chaotic that it's like, okay, we're in chaos already. (laughs) Whereas if the bed is made, it just feels like we have an anchor in calmness and non-messiness. Yeah, there's a there's a Navy SEAL who gave a graduation speech on YouTube and I can put the link up but that's like you need to you need to make your bed because you get up and you start the day with a feeling of accomplishment. I for me it's like maybe it's because the rest of my house is pretty neat and I put effort into that that I can like but but everybody's bedroom doors I can close. Yeah, that's I leave true. my bedroom and I don't come back until bedtime and I don't care and 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 I don't want to spend 15 minutes on, well, they should be making their own beds, but like, like if, if I cared about neat beds, they, they're the way they make their beds. There's also something about Anyhow. a bedroom that like, especially our bedroom is like this. It's our bedroom is 80% bed. Like there's not much, much more to the room. Like our bedroom's small and there's a queen size bed in it. And so it's like 80% of this room is out of control. <laughs> like if, if the, whereas when you make the bed, you're like, wow, 80% of this room looks great. So I think it's clear that you're neat. And I'm messy. But okay, but, but what about the making beds? You should make your bed. Back to the making beds. What about your kids? Do you make your kids make their beds? I mean, kind of. I mean, so my kids are eight, seven, and five. And mm-hmm. they can't make a neat bed, really. I mean, it's not. And also my boys have bunk beds, which is confusing because it's like oh, a yeah. whole. It's really hard to make a bunk bed. Um, so I make them put their blankets back on the bed. But they, it doesn't. It's not Navy SEAL. Like it, it still looks terrible. But yeah, I don't maybe I, I don't really. I'm not. I'm not a stickler for that. I haven't been great so far in life. Yeah, no, it's been a wash <laughs> so far. Sorry, guys. Maybe next year. Maybe next year it'll all work out. Uh, all right, so we're gonna take a break. We're gonna bring you this little comedy bit, and uh, we will be right back to talk more about mess. And now, home care tips without kids and with kids. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Without kids, decorative baskets can add a cheerful accent to any living space. With kids. Decorative baskets are literally your only hope of ever seeing your living room floor again. Just keep buying those suckers. Without kids. Seat cushions add a comfortable and festive touch around the dining room table. With kids. Seat cushions are definitely where your kids are hiding their unwanted vegetables. You need to check those things after every meal. Without kids, the principles of Feng Shui suggest that placing a plant in the corner of a room can serve to draw in the positive energy. With kids, the way potty training's been going suggests that that puddle in the corner, it's definitely pee. Without kids, consider a white sofa for a clean, elegant addition to your living room with kids. Literally, never consider a white sofa. Seriously, if you have to think, are the kids old enough for a white sofa? Then guess what? They're not! Without kids, framed prints are great for adding that pop of color to any room with kids. Oh, you want a pop of color? Well, it's your lucky day. Your two-year-old found a Sharpie. Margaret, exciting news. I am about to have a new baby nephew, and believe it or not, this will be my 13th nephew. Amy, you're ready to give up your amateur status. You're a pro (laughs) aunt at this point. Our family has seen a lot of babies, and as soon as they start standing or walking... I send them all a whole lot of Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 don't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your newly mobile little one. Pampers Cruisers 360 offer a gap-free fit that is up to 100% leak-proof, crucial once your baby is quite literally up and at them. And that gap-free fit helps prevent your baby from taking off their diaper, a habit you do not want them to get into. 
into. You can say that again. And Pampers Cruisers 360 just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we even elaborate on the need for that, friends? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, when you've got kids, as just about everybody listening to this right now does, you're probably looking at what they eat and seriously wondering how they could possibly be getting all of the vitamins and minerals they need to grow big and strong. That's why Haya was created, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin for kids. Haya fills the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full-body nourishment our kids need. And yes, Even your picky eaters will approve. I know mine does. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables. Then it's supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals to help support our kids' growing brains and bodies. And Haya vitamins are sent straight to your door, which means you set it and forget it and give yourself one less thing to worry about. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash fresh. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H, HayaHealth.com slash fresh to get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Okay, guys, we're back. I spent the entire right. break tidying my desk <laughs> just so that I could say. I mean, I wish you could, I wish there was a visual component and you could see my desk right now. I'm going to just, there's no way to even describe it. I'm going to take a picture of it and I'm going to post it on facebook.com forward slash what fresh hellcast because it is comical. There is like, there is a sewing kit because 19 days ago I was trying to find my tape measure. There are two empty soda cans. There's a giant bag of Super Bowls. There is some sunglasses from a fundraiser I did. I mean, it is, it's it's a hot mess in here. Um, yeah, I'm using actually my son's desk because it's the one that, that works the, the best for this microphone, but it is a like see-through desk and it is a, a, a just a wonderful minimalist um, oh arrangement here. Well, I've got the microphone, the computer, my glass of water, some papers, the end. Oh it's, flo- it's floating in space. Yeah. All right. We're going to take desk compare pictures. <clears throat> we we maybe we'll should. on the Facebook but, page. But to that end, the University of Minnesota did a study where they, they set out to kind of prove what you were saying before, which I do think is true for children, that a neat work environment leads to quicker, more productive work. Isn't there an expression about that? Like neat space, neat mind or something? Well, I think you just created it. <laughs> no, but there is something about... Anyway, I can't think of it. If well, you yeah. can think of it. So they so they were setting out to prove that, that neat desks leads to better work. Yeah. And what they found was something slightly different, which was that a messy work environment led to more creativity. I think that's maybe the chicken and the egg right like creative creative people people are are messy yeah right but that that making a making a very creative person be horribly neat is maybe a little bit of a waste in time and effort that they could be spending on their creativity i agree as a 
wonderfully creative yet somewhat messy person. They said they said a less than perfect work environment enables a person to think out of the box. Again, I think it's the other well, way. Well, I around, wanted to but, say that my work environment is less than perfect. So I'm clearly a creative genius. And we know you're out of the box. <laughs> I mean Margaret Abel's out of the box. The thing is, I long to be neat. I want neatness. I don't I, I do find this sensation of being and, and, and I have changed quite a bit. I mean, I grew up in a, I grew up in a room and my mother, oh, I mean, I was the bane of her existence. I, she was so neat. I grew up in a bedroom where like I would put my feet on the floor and step on 90,000 things on the way to the door. Like it was, my room was constantly covered in debris. Like you couldn't walk into it. My uncle, at one point, my godfather came over to the house and he walked by my room and he looked in and he was like, was anyone hurt in the explosion? And like, that's what it looked like. <laughs> like it looked like. Is it? I mean, it's like the joke of like, you know, the police coming to the door and being like, your home's been horribly ransacked. And it's like, no, this is just Tuesday for us. I mean, this is, that's how I grew up. And then I went to college and I was extremely messy uh, among fairly neat roommates. Although I was responsible enough that I attempted to keep the common areas. I mean, I'm not a monster. Like, I mean, I, I didn't leave. I tried not to, I tried to fight my instincts and, and keep the common areas neat. Definitely my first serious romantic relationship. I remember he was like, at one point he just said, I really, this is more organizationally, but he's like, I don't want to go to dinner anymore. And you don't have your wallet and, and you don't have your keys. And like, you're, I feel like we spend half of our lives looking for your stuff. I'm much better than I used to be. And I do keep our house fairly neat. I mean, I just cooked um, a big lasagna last night and then dinner breakfast this morning and whatever we got busy. And so a lot of, I don't leave the food out, but like a lot of the dishes are left over. The kitchen yeah. is a mess. So when we finish, I will go clean the kitchen for 45 minutes. Like I can't go a whole day with a kitchen that's stacked full of dishes anymore, which I used to be able to. I mean, if magical yeah, elves would follow me around and clean up after me, I would prefer that everything is neat, but I don't. And, and, and the, the, Two roads divided in a wood, and I took the one where I married a messy dude. And that, I mean, it's like now we're like has made we're twice messy. All the difference. <laughs> and he's medium messy, whereas I'm extreme messy. But he, he's also checked out messy. Like he doesn't, you know, if he puts his, takes off his jeans, throws them on the floor, I do the same. Like neither one of us is like, whoa, before we go to bed, let's clean up in here. Neither one of us has it. It's a problem. What about your kids? Are any of your kids neat? I think my daughter, who's just kid? turned five, she seems to be, no, she's not that neat either. None of us seem to be very neat so far. <laughs> and maybe, I, we I will guess eventually thinking, be like a, buried in our own filth and you will have to come rescue us. There's the stress of not being able to find your keys, which you do need to address. But there's also the stress of like, oh, somebody's coming over and will they judge me if it's messy, which maybe you're supposed to let that yeah, no. I would never in my entire life let that go. Like, I'm enough of my mother's daughter that I clean up for company. When you come to my house and you're invited, my house is pristine. <laughs> it's completely clean. And I do the whole, like, what's that guy's name? Chris Fleming, who does the whole, yes. I think we've posted it before, but, like, he has this hilarious <laughs> YouTube bit coming. where he, like, acts like a mom when people company's coming. I become that for an hour before every event, and then the house is clean. But if you stop by my house at 3 p.m. on a Wednesday, you're going to see the real story. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's not so bad. Maybe, maybe we as mothers need to give each other a little bit more of a, of a break on that stuff. Well, this is where I really come out on Does Messy Matter. I think people are inherently messy and disorganized on a cellular level. And <laughs> I think I was such a person, and... It made my mom insane because she was so fundamentally neat. Yeah, I feel like she's she's neat on a cellular level. She's neat on a mind. cellular level and right, okay, considers right. neatness to be like almost a moral quality. You know, like the the and so cleanliness is next to godliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. And so I do feel like one takeaway, although is that Fighting that fight for whatever we did, 20 years, maybe it wasn't that worthwhile in an exercise. Right. And so I am less, and, and I did grow up always kind of feeling like I would rather have a messier home and less stress about messiness. And that's kind of how I run my house. 
And that makes me happy. Like I don't, I, I would rather have the house be messier and have us all be more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And that's how we roll. There can be stress with being messy and that's not good, but there can also be stress with being too rigid about. That's right. And so when it comes to the stress of like this morning, I'm screaming at everybody because literally like one of my son's shoes is behind the couch and one of my son's shoes is in our bathroom. Like that's annoying. And that's something that we have to then develop a system around like, okay, when your shoes come off, they go in this place. And that system may fall apart at some point, but that's the system we go back to. We have, um, we have two big from Target, two big leather bins, like round bins that go under the table in our front hall. And the shoes just go in yeah, there. Yeah, the decorative baskets, people. I mean. And, and and that's where they go. And as soon as they come in, the kids, I mean, my kids are. Are you in no, are you neat, in no they, shoe house? Um, well, we live in New York City with like, you know, like a, a lot of filth. So I don't, I don't make people take shoes off when they come over. But yeah, we take off our shoes when we come mm. home and throw them in the bins. Interesting. I'm not like Martha Stewart. Everybody has to put on these. Like if you had a cocktail slippers. party, you wouldn't make people walk around in their socks. No, 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 no. Okay. But, I can but, forgive you then. You know, but I, but I. When I now that I have a dog, I understand the people who do. It's like there's a lot of dog refuse and who knows what on the street. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, tracking it's a losing house. battle. I also don't. Also, like a crawling baby. Yeah, when, like when my kids were babies, I said, yeah, let's let's you would take shoot the shoes free. off. Yes, but 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 it, it, anyway, it's not that hard. It, it's it's the baskets are there. They're huge. You can like throw your shoes, and it would be hard to miss them. And I have at least trained my kids that if you're going to take them off and throw them anyway, just throw them in those baskets. They're right yes, for there. sure. And I goof on my own decorative basket problem, but the baskets actually serve a huge purpose, which is that like my kid's room, there's a giant toy box. So there's two levels of clean. There's the clean where we just take everything in the house and we throw it in the baskets and the Close baskets it, right. are just a free for all. And right. then there's the clean where like once a month we go through all the baskets and put the stuff in the basket where it belongs. Yeah. And so systems that fight the mass are very important. And then I really do think, although I'm not great, I mean, we, we try and we've, we've gotten a little bit better. This is the other thing because of the, we, I think, aren't used to living in a two-story house. The kids, we used to bring clothes down for the kids. Like when they were just young enough still, we would bring clothes down to the living room and be like, get dressed and lay their clothes out for them. But then we would have, all their pajamas on the floor of, pajamas, of the right. living room. And so those are the kind of things where you sort of start identifying like, okay, if you get dressed in the living room, bring your pajamas back upstairs. And also my kids are big on like, they all take the blanket off their bed in the morning. And when they come down, they like to sit in the blanket <laughs> on the couch. Fine. Before you go to school, bring the blankets back up to bed. But it only takes two days where you're like, oh my God, we're running late and we forgot we have to pick something up before school and da da da. For it to just be like, now there's three blankets and three sets of pajamas. And now it looks like chaos. And if I don't attack it right then, then it just sort of becomes like, oh, it's a mess in here anyway. Let's like let the barfing backpacks do their thing. And like it just, it does entropy out so quickly. And then you're just like, okay, we're, we're buried in trash. We live on the trash barge. (laughs) Yeah. Although I am team messy and I am, I am messy for life and I am all things messy. It does matter. You shouldn't live in a messy house. I mean, that's sort of, it's always going to be a little messy. I think that's good. Like, like know where your keys are. Yeah, um, and I don't, still don't have your kids be embarrassed for people to come over and then kind of let, let the rest of it go. I am a neat person. I need order to, in order to relax. I feel relaxed when my desk is clean. So that's my thing, but I can't let that become a source of stress for the less neat people around me. Do you though? Do you, are you able to let that go? Um, well, I'll tell you what, like a closed door is an amazing mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care if my kid, once a so week. So you don't sit there sweating and being like, I know behind that door it is really messy. No, if I don't look at it. In fact, we, we renovated our kitchen and I, 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 it's been my favorite thing I did. I made like a giant like garage door for the four cell phones, the two iPads, the chargers, the this, the that, the house phone. It's behind like a big like garage door that closes. And so it's a, a, a nightmare of cords behind that. But I, I knew that that was something that bothered me and yet was not something that was going to change as we, as we, my kids get older, everybody's got like multiple electronics. So I built a place with closed door storage for all that, and I don't care what it looks behind it. Once in a while, I'll clean it up, but but if, if there's a door that closes over it or a box top that closes over it, then I don't care. Yeah. 
I just think you've got to find your place of least stress with mess. Yeah. And then from there, yeah, I mean, if you can't find your things, it's because your room is too messy. So let's, let me help you organize it and then you help it, keep it organized. And once we get it clean and like, then I'll get the vacuum out. And it's like, there's a level where it's like, it's really clean now. It's eight plus clean. And I try to say to them, isn't it nice when it's like this and it's so organized, but you know, it, it, in our case, it's always falling backwards. We just got a new car after, I mean, we were driving a 2001 car with 176,000 miles on it. And it was like, it was sputtering and puttering around town. It was a a true eyesore, but that car (laughs) again, because I think mess follows mess and chaos follows chaos. That car was like the rolling trash barge. Like I would go to drop off in the morning and just be so embarrassed as like McDonald's wrappers went flying out of it. I mean, it was a hellacious trash machine. And again, like I would have to, oh, can you take uh, Billy home? Sure. And I'm like, oh, Billy, just move the half eaten box of cereal away. And so we bought a new car. And my husband and I are like, we will keep this car clean. No more trash barge. And for the first week, we're like, there's no eating in the car. There's no, yeah. like, don't even breathe in the car. It's the new car. But, you know, and we've been better. But again, like the mess drags at us. It's always waiting for us. Look, I think I think messy is fine, but you have to do. I always tell my kids, okay, we're gonna go back to one. You know, right. like on a like on a movie set when they say back to one, it means everybody go back to where you were at the beginning. We're gonna go from the top of the scene, and so it means the the set people have to come in and fix everything so it looks like the top of the scene. So like I feel like you have to do the back to one once every week or once every month, depending on yeah, what it is. My, my husband's box on his dresser, like here we go, and those rainy Sundays are the the good time to do that. But then. Yeah, day to day, I kind of have to. Yeah, let it go. that's right. And we, as you know, because I've discussed it before, we have a, a week and a half where our kids go away in the summer, and I spend at least two of the days where they're away back to wanting the whole house. Like I take out the <laughs> garbage bin and I like scrub underneath it. Like so, I know we're really back to one. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like going back to one helps. I think that's why I believe in the making your bed thing. It's like a back to one thing. It's like you know that there's order. And then you're moving towards order as opposed to there's no point in really cleaning because we're just living the trash barge. And there's probably a dead <laughs> right. rat in the sink somewhere. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I get so I get it. Like if you're if you're if you're a messy person anyway, here's one little place to start. Yeah. And if you and if have you're a, a messy, meat person and if you have a messy kid, it is my strong advice and I speak from experience. The fundamental messy, disorganized nature of your child is not going to change. And and it might be okay. Like you're you it's it might my creative thinker is going to be messy and he's a creative thinker, so that's yeah. okay. That's and we've said this a bunch of times, but it is great advice. Address you can address the behavior, but you can't address the nature. And so you can say, like, you have to clean your room before you're allowed to go over to your friend's house. You have to do the dishes with your brother before you can play video games. You can address the behavior, but don't let it make you crazy that your kid is fundamentally messy because that's not ever going to change. They're going to be 65. I'm going to be 65. I'm going to be messy. Like it's not going to change. So just focus on the behavior. I try to rub off the edges. My kid who's messy, I try to rub off the edges of like, you do need to know where your shoes are. And so we're going to have a rule that your shoes need and your backpack need to be downstairs by the front door before you can start with the TV and the Xbox. Right, which is behavior. But you're not like, it makes me crazy that you're messy and disorganized. Mm -hmm. Because that that is just going to be a nonstop conflict-o-rama. We find find the gray area and decorative baskets. And just go keep purchasing. It's going to (laughs) happen. Okay, and I'm going to tweet out at WFH Podcast, our Twitter account, a picture of my messy desk, and we're going to do a side-by-side of my desk and Amy's desk, and you're oh, that's going to a good see idea. that, like, it's a hot mess in here, people. Um, guys, that's messy. I think we've we've really solved this one. We have, got but cover. there's something... Meg, messy Margaret, and what's a word for clean that starts with an A? <laughs> I don't know. Awesome I don't know. Amy. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet that out. Awesomely neat <laughs> Awesomely Amy. Awesomely neat Amy to solve it for you, but we did it. So, uh, so yeah, so definitely check out our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash what fresh hellcast. And we're going to be showing some, um, funny pictures of our messes. And, uh, and then we are 
already prepping for our next episode. We're, pre- we're prepping for an upcoming episode, and I wanted to ask people to help us because we want we want to get input from right, Because right now we're only getting input from Amy's nine-year-old, which some people <laughs> exactly. might say is not the broadest. She is. She's a genius. Yes. That was good takeaway. Listen, she's Don't really smart, your but I'm just saying some people might say that's not a wide enough, uh, what do they call that in the science experiment? The control group is maybe not. Yeah, my control group could be wider. Okay. okay, so here's, we're going to be discussing this on an upcoming episode, and we want to hear from you. What's the question you're grappling with at your house in terms of how old is old enough to? Right? Everybody's got that. How old is old uh, enough to? Yesterday, my, my son asked me. Can we start, he's uh, just turned seven, first grader. When can I start walking to the library alone after school and you can pick me up at the library instead of at the school? It's next I'm struggling year. with that. So, okay, so how old is old enough to walk home from school alone? Right. How old is old enough to stay home alone? Get a phone, stay home alone. How old is old enough to babysit? Oh, how I have is- one. What about, this is starting, just starting to come up with my kids because my oldest is uh, eight. How old is old enough to go out alone with your friends like go somewhere unsupervised with friends not eight but right, no it's but not what, what eight is. but it seems it's like it's eight. coming kind of soon it's coming like soon hey, after baseball practice we want to walk you know me I'm gonna say like six <laughs> because I'm a free ranger but yeah how old is old enough uh oh to get a phone my yeah, seven-year-old seems those. to think it's seven so send us send us those things those how old is old enough to questions and here's a couple ways to do it we have let's start with the most exciting way the most exciting way is we have something called – I think this is the most exciting way. We have something called SpeakPipe on our website, which is whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. You go to it, and over on the right margin, there's a little microphone in a gray box. You click on that, and you can send us a voicemail message and tell us about your how old is old enough to question, and we can use it on the show. For links to all the research and the articles we discussed today, you can also go to our show page, which will be on whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. You can join us on Facebook and Instagram at What Fresh Hell Cast. And on Twitter at WFH Podcast. And we already asked you in the beginning, and we asked you really nicely. So I really don't feel like this is necessary because I'm sure you did it already because we asked in a really nice way. But just you did it while you're in listening. case you need a second reminder, we need you to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. And we need more people to find out about the podcast because how else are they going to know what age is appropriate for their child to get an iPhone? Right. Come on. There's somebody out there who needs that information and, and they should ask you are denying us. it from them by not reviewing our show on Apple Podcasts. But that's all going to change today because you're going to go to our website where Amy has written out extremely detailed and explicit instructions. They're very neat. On how to do it. And they're very, very neat. Um, guys, that's the show for today. We will see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. I'm going to go clean. I'm cleaning now. <laughs> Amy's going to go clean. I'm going to go make a mess. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.